today's video, I'm going to answer your questions. Any questions you have, this can be about investment, finance, anything coronavirus related, economy related, better understanding of owner's earnings and begin to use it yourself and evaluate companies yourself. How to think of probabilities, not certainties. And that's essentially what you have to do as, an, as investors. Today I'm going to show you everything about owner's earnings, how to calculate it, why it's so important, what goes into it, why it's one of Buffett's favorite metrics to use, how I use it to evaluate every single company I look at. Okay, talking about specific value value investing concepts and techniques. We're going to talk about why you must read company's financial reports um, and why you cannot just rely on the numbers. Now to education. I talked about this in one of the lives too. I'm completely self-taught. I admit that I am biased against universities because I couldn't go. I had to learn everything myself. I don't think most college is necessary anymore because of these reasons. You can learn exactly these videos right here, YouTube, books, online courses, whatever. You can learn from universities like Stanford and MIT. They have free online courses. I don't think university is necessary anymore. I've thought this for a while, and again, I think this is going to accelerate it. Colleges and universities um, in the United States, at least, are announcing the next fall already when classes start again. They, some of them will be online only. So I think universities will suffer enormously from this. Will people remain in their house and learning pretty much on their own other than kind of via teacher interaction and will they continue paying forty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars for essentially a piece of paper when they're not getting in-person interaction when they're not getting the college experience potentially if this goes on for a long time um, when they're not getting any of these things will they continue paying these huge amounts of money to go to college i don't know i don't i mean college again i'm biased against it i admit but for most professions it doesn't make sense to me anymore. you can learn Everything I learned about value investing online, either free or paid by via books and stuff. There was no courses when I started learning about value investing. There are now, but there weren't when I started. It was pretty much you search, the, you search Google and you read books and you figure out stuff on your own. That was it. There wasn't even valuation courses to the most part. There wasn't actual valuation courses and training like I teach and do. There was none of that. I don't think, unless you want to be a doctor, a nurse, maybe an engineer, maybe a lawyer, um, I don't think other than that, off the top of my head, I can't think of a necessary profession that would need in-person kind of one-on-one -on -one or one-on-many teaching. I honestly can't. Um, I'm sure there are some, and I'm sure maybe some of you guys have some ideas, but other than that, I, there's maybe a handful that need in-person stuff anymore. You can learn everything you want online now. I think this will massively, again, this has been happening for years, probably decades, where universities have continued to decline because their costs are going up and their benefits aren't, there's no longer a benefit economically even to go to college. Um, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but I talked about this in that video as well. It's the college wealth premium in the United States has disappeared. Essentially, it used to be if you went to college, you earned like 75% more than your colleagues who didn't go to college. Now it's down to like 20%. So there's essentially no 
college wealth premium because the costs keep going up while the real education like what you and I are doing is catching up rapidly and it's probably surpassed in many cases the education you can get in university. So again, I admit I'm biased about this, um, but I don't see how this is going to be fixed for universities. I really don't. Are people going to be willing to pay forty dollars to $120,000 for essentially a piece of paper without getting the college experience? I don't know. I don't think so personally, but I could be wrong about this. In terms of kindergarten through 12th grade, I think when schools are kind of officially open again, I think people will go back to school um, in large mass because, frankly, I mean, they need to because parents have to work. But again, if parents are working from home, there may be some kind of balance here that needs to be figured out. I don't know what the balance is. Uh, but I think kindergarten through 12th grade will be changed less rapidly than university education by this. I think university education, again, is going downhill fast in terms of how they are reacting to how they are reacting to the online trend. I think they are reacting horribly. Um, why? Because they want to protect themselves. They want to protect their money they're getting, of course. Uh, I think college or college will be transformed rapidly. I don't think that will happen in kindergarten through 12th grade, frankly, because again, parents will either go back to work or they'll be working from home and they won't be able to help their kids as much. Uh, this is kind of an emergency situation we're in. And luckily my mom, uh, my mom and dad live with us, uh, me and my wife. So my mom and my wife typically help the most for my daughters. I help on some things, but they help the most in terms of the everyday kind of teaching and stuff and the projects and the work they have to do. But if my mom wasn't here, I don't know how we would do it because frankly, I can't stop doing meetings. I can't stop consulting with people. I can't stop writing for investment newsletters. I can't stop doing this stuff or I stop getting paid. So people are, many people are going to be in that position as well. So I don't know how that's going to work from kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, and frankly, maybe after all this, we'll all want our kids to go back to school anyway. So who knows? Uh, that's August is a long time from now, especially since kids have been out of school since, again, mid-March where I live. So I think this will also change the kinds of jobs people will have and kind of pursue. Uh, I think people will go less to the less to the soft sciences, I guess is the best way to put it, liberals, liberal arts type of stuff. They will go more to engineering, science, um, agriculture, farming, um, engineering, nursing, doctors, I, scientists possibly. I think this will change how people work as well because if you like your job but it's not quote unquote essential and it goes away, let's say this doesn't go away, this coronavirus doesn't go away for 18 months. Completely, it doesn't go away for 18 months just kind of floating around, people cannot survive for 18 months if they can't make money. They're going to have to figure out some way to make money, even if it's not their ideal way to make money. Um, so I think this is enormously going to change how people work, enormously, over time. Again, I think this will... So my generation, a lot of kids went into the military. 
because of exactly because of 9-11. I think this will change how people in, again, maybe my kid generation, view jobs and work and professions and how to make money. Because if, again, we're seeing 37 million people alone in the United States unemployed right now. 120 plus million in India. These similar numbers worldwide for people who are quote unquote deemed non-essential, which I dislike that terminology enormously, but that's what the terminology is. I think more people will go to these things I just mentioned. Um, and frankly, that, that might be a good thing because if we have more people in science and math, we can innovate more. Um, I don't think <laughs> if more people go to finance, eh, that's probably a good thing. If more people have financial knowledge, that's an even better thing. Um, more people, if we have more engineers, we have better infrastructure. If we have more nurses and doctors, we have healthier people. So I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. I just think it's what's probably going to happen. We'll definitely have more online teachers too. I guarantee that, especially if schools aren't back, back and operating kind of normally by next fall, you're going to see a boom in online teaching. Uh, people who can help kids go through this stuff. Uh, you're going to see a boom in that. I, I would almost guarantee if we're still kind of dealing with this at this level that we're dealing with that today in, let's say, August, September timeframe, I think you're going to be, see a huge boom in online teaching because people, again, they will be back to work or they will be needing to work from home and they won't be able to teach their kids as much. So that may be an opportunity as well if you are a teacher. Another thing that's changing the way we work is, again, this has been coming for years, is AI, robotics, and automation. AI, robotics, and automation will take away a lot of the um, repetitive jobs, a lot of the manual labor jobs in time. Or well, probably over the next 20 years, it's going to happen. Um, some people think sooner, some people think later. I would probably put it about 20 years is when this, it's already begun, but when it kind of happens in mass, um, I think this is going to happen within 20 years. So a lot of these jobs are going to go away. So this would also free up people to have teaching jobs and do stuff with creativity, engineering, architecture, science, math, technology, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and again, this has already been coming. So this is just going to accelerate this. Like I'm, like I've been talking about this other stuff. This will change how we're entertained. If you like sports, you're probably going through major withdrawals right now because there's nothing on TV. It's no baseball, it's usually baseball season, no soccer season, no golf, no hockey, no basketball, and potentially if football is either canceled or postponed starting in August, September timeframe, there won't be any football either. In the United States and worldwide, sports are enormously important. Not only kind of just as a general entertainment perspective and getting together with friends, but people like sports. They like cheering for their team. They like going to games. They like tailgating, all this kind of stuff. This will enormously change how we are entertained. Unless, again, this is fixed, this coronavirus stuff is fixed pretty rapidly. I don't know how you can play football or at least go to a game in person or tailgating, basketball, hockey, soccer. I don't understand how you would do that. Same thing goes for theaters. Are you going to feel safe? I'm not a germaphobe, but 
I wouldn't feel safe right now getting on an airplane or going into a theater where you're kind of in a closed down area with a bunch of people. And I'm not a germaphobe. And I wouldn't feel safe doing that. Will people feel safe doing that in six months? Will people feel safe doing that again in 12 months? Don't know. More, again, this is where things like YouTube and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime have huge advantages. Disney Plus, huge advantages. Because people can still, they, people still want to view and watch content and be entertained and take time off and relax and whatever. You just can't do that in person right now. So how long this lasts kind of depends on how much this will change how people do things. But, again... You can do pretty much anything you want with your phone. As long as there's content out there, again, YouTube, for example, enormous. There's pretty much an endless stream of content on YouTube that you could watch. Uh, this is going to change even all the way down to like family barbecues, family birthdays, graduation parties. When are people going to feel safe doing those again? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Um, travel. When are people going to feel safe going, even just, let's say, driving? U.S. summer driving season. Usually people take off from school and drive around the country. Can we even do that this summer in the U.S.? Are people going to feel safe doing it, if, even if you can? Th these kind of things are going to have massive impacts on airlines, on car sales companies, car dealerships, on gas prices, on hotels, restaurants, uh, travel agents, tourist companies, um, or tourist attractions, sorry. Uh, all of these things are going to have massive economic impacts if this massively changes how we do things. Again, I don't know what the answer is, but this is what's going to happen if stuff doesn't get back to normal. Malls. Malls is another one. When are people going to feel safe going to malls again? Don't know. Which is going to affect retailers, which is going to affect clothing stores, um, which is going to affect food courts, which is going to affect all the other stores in malls. I think this also has the potential to change how people are, where people live. Um, People in pretty much over the last 100, 150 years worldwide have been moving more to cities because that's where most of the jobs are. That's where the best education is. Typically, um, that's where the most opportunity is. That's where the most stuff to do is. Could this transform where people are wanting to live? If more people can work from home and they don't have to commute an hour, hour and a half, two hours into an office, will they live somewhere they want to live in, in the suburbs or in a rural, rural area if they want to? Which, again, that will affect city infrastructure, city jobs, technology, um, all this kind of stuff, frankly. That will, if people start moving to rural areas or more suburban areas and out of cities, this will enormously change how we live, where things are located. Again, the commercial real estate would be in trouble in cities if people move out in mass. Um, 
with more and more people working from home, I think this is likely because then again, they won't have to live. As long as I have an internet, internet, I can literally work anywhere in the world I want, for example. The technology is available to do all of this now. It has been. When I went to Spain last year and, um, and uh, Dubai last year, I brought my computer and I worked from there a little bit. While I was in Spain, I worked pretty much the whole time I was in Dubai. Whole time when me and my family went to San Diego last year, I worked or I had my computer. I didn't work much, but I had the internet and I was available to work if I needed to be. If you have the internet and you have a computer, you have the ability to work anywhere in the world you want. So will people move out of cities? Another possibility, again, that has wide ranging potential effects that many people won't think about. Um, and again, I'm not saying any of this is good or bad. I'm saying this is stuff that could happen. Um, so what's going to kind of power all of this? More people working from home, less people working in offices, more kids doing schoolwork online, all the way from kindergarten through 12th grade or uh, kindergarten through university. People working from anywhere in the world. What is kind of going to power this? 5G technology and the Internet of Things and sensors. So again, I'm a, I'm a science and sci-fi nerd, so I've studied this stuff on my own, but I work for an investment newsletter and one of my duties is to study the 5G Internet of Things sensor arena for potential trends, potential stocks, stuff like that. Um, and again, this covers things like automation and robotics and AI as well. This has been happening and building for years. The jump from 4G to 5G, 4G is where we're at now, most of the world, 5G is where we're kind of going and building towards is alleged to spark another industrial revolution because of how much data and information people will be able to learn and stream and do online. Again, this has been building for years. And this, I think this coronavirus pandemic and the economic devastation is going to accelerate this enormously. This is all going to be powered by 5G technology. The world is building out 5G infrastructure right now. Um, or upgrading 4G infrastructure in some cases, and then building out and upgrading to 5G infrastructure, in some cases, completely building those out. 5G will lead to more reliable internet. Depending on who, which source you read, could lead to internet for every single person in the world. Depending on how it's kind of structured, how it's built out. There are an estimated about a billion, billion and a half people on Earth who still have don't don't have regular access to internet. That will lead to enormous increases for these people if they get internet and internet access and computers. Enormous improvements in their lives for these people, which will help the economy, which will help build more companies, which will help people find jobs and produce stability for their kids and their families. This is all great. This will also lead to stocks that are winners, investments that are winners, companies that are winners, and people being happier if they want to work at home, all that kind of stuff. This will, again, have wide-ranging effects. Here pretty soon, another thing that 5G will be powering is what's called the Internet of Things. Essentially, microchips being in everything. And I'm trying to find an example right now. I don't have a shoe or anything right now. Um, but, for example... Let's say you have a running shoe and you're running. 
pretty soon microchips and microprocessors will be in everything and sensors will be in everything. So if you're running poorly and you're not running in optimal form and you are about to get hurt, this is one example. The shoe could tell you again via an email or a text or whatever, however you set it up, that what you should do to correct this. If you don't correct this, you're probably going to get hurt. Preventative stuff. Another real world example that we're dealing with today is people could be injected with biosensors. Again, this is scary stuff to some people, but this is probably what's going to happen for people that opt in. They could be injected with, say, a microchip on their arm. If they start showing symptoms of coronavirus or a flu or another kind of virus, it could automatically send you a notification to either yourself or your doctor or whatever that, hey, you might need to be checked out. Smart cities are coming. Rerouting traffic so there's not any um, or as much rush hour traffic, which will increase fuel efficiency, which will increase or lower gas payments, which will lead to less pollution, which will lead to less anger from people <laughs> having to deal with traffic. Smart cities and smart traffic lights are coming. Um, AI robotics, we already talked about. Uh, robotics specifically in warehouses. Amazon uses a lot of robots already. They are working in concert with humans to make things more efficient, make things more, um, make things better. They're not taking people's jobs. Actually, Amazon is increasing the amount of humans that it's hiring as they increase the number of robots in their in their um, factories because the robots need the humans to work at all. And with the robots working with humans it allows people to work more efficiently so they're allowed or able to hire more people to do more stuff. Again, all great stuff. This is all 100% coming. Um, telehealth is another one that's going to be huge. Again, I talked about this a little bit earlier. Doctor's visits via a video call or a phone call, it's going to become a reality because of again these things sensors 5g and what because we're going to have literally everything in time is pretty much everything is going to be have some kind of microprocessor press processor in it this is all going to need, need to run on the internet which is going to need or require higher bandwidth which is going to require 5g networking or network capabilities faster internet more reliable internet um enormously faster internet. This, uh, from my studying of this over the past several months, as I've been writing for the investment newsletter, this is going to be similar to the jump from dial-up to broadband internet. If you are my age or around my age, you remember, you remember how enormous that jump was. You could download, instead of taking literally days to download a song, it took seconds. This, this is going to be a similar kind of jump from, again, from everything I'm studying, the jump from 4G to 5G is going to be a similar jump. And this jump is going to include things, again, like sensor, AI, robotics, that are going to enormously probably improve, in most cases, improve our lives. Uh, I don't know what is going to happen in the next few months or even few years with this coronavirus pandemic. And the economic devastation that's going to cause, but there is good news happening. Our lives are going to continue to improve. Our lives are going to continue to get better. 
our opportunities are going to go going to continue to increase and we're going to have opportunities to do more of what we like doing instead of what we have to do all of this stuff in my opinion is coming yes i'm an optimist yes i like to see the uh best side of things pretty much 100 percent of the time but based on my research this stuff is all a big building for years and i think this coronavirus pandemic and the uh, economic devastation that's still to come is going to accelerate these things and again for the most part probably a lot of it it's going to lead to less pollution better lives more money and more doing of what you like doing instead of doing what you have to do um I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm sure there's a lot of here in here that we covered. Um, I wish I could ask answer your questions on this again. I apologize about the Facebook issue. I'll try to get that fixed by next week. Um, but I hope this made sense. I hope this optimistic video <laughs> was better than some of the, la the more recent videos I've done where I just, again, it's just been bad. And, and again, it's the economic news and the health news is horrible and it's going to get worse. Um, but this is kind of the bright side of things here. I want to talk about this today instead of talking about the continued bad stuff that's happening. I want to talk about this stuff today, A, because I think it'll help you more um, because this is real stuff that you can kind of think about or research or look forward to or stock opportunities you could potentially look into, um, stuff like that. Plus, it's just nice to talk about happier stuff every once in a while. So I hope this helped. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this in the videos or in the section below. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video and releasing new videos all the time. Again, if you are watching or are planning to watch on Facebook, I apologize. I'm trying to going to try to get that fixed issue fixed by next week. Um, and frankly, I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this because again, I covered a lot of stuff and a lot of it, a lot of people haven't even heard of before the 5G Internet of Things stuff, the sensor stuff specifically. Uh, and my thoughts on what's to come in the future for education and how we work and stuff like that. It's a little bit different than not only stuff I usually talk about, but then most people are talking about right now as well. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, and thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon.